You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. of That's Awesome with Joe. I am your host, Joe. Uh, it is, what is this week? I think it's the, this should be coming out the morning of the 13th of November. Lots has happened this last week. Uh, I know everyone's probably exhausted with politics talk, so we're not going to do any of that this week. Instead, I'm going to share with you some recent news from my life. Um, yesterday, uh, the Thursday, which is I'm recording this on Thursday, so yesterday for you listening now, uh, I had a song come out with a past guest of mine who's been on a couple times, Donovan Malero. Uh, the song is called That City. I'm super pumped on it, very proud of it. Uh, it's a song that Donnie and I actually wrote together and released for his kind of solo thing. So I'm, I'm really excited for everyone to hear it, and that's out on, you name it, wherever you can find music, Apple Music, Spotify, I don't know, Google Play, I think is a thing or something, Amazon, YouTube, I think, all that stuff. Uh, And this was really cool because we were able to kind of, you know, this is the first time I think Donnie's ever done just a straight up piano vocal song. Uh, And then I was able to bring in a friend of mine, Brandon, to do the artwork. So it was this whole thing where we got to work with a bunch of people that we were really close to, uh, Mike Watts and Frank at Voodoo Studios, Alan, who was also on here before, and Ken Mundo, who was also on, all were involved in kind of the creation of this song. So pretty excited about it. Check it out if you can. Uh, Our guest this week uh, is from a band that sounds nothing like what we're talking about, a band called Great American Ghosts, and he's the vocalist. His name is Ethan Harrison. This was a really fun episode for me because Ethan and I have known each other since... I was like in 10th grade or something. So we actually grew up uh, playing local shows together. Almost, I would say like the majority of the shows I played were with a band that he was in or had been in at a time or had some association with. And, you know, I've I've kind of followed his career along, you know, with mine around the same time and everything. So really fun to kind of catch up and... If you're uh, into hearing, like, you know, the backstory of myself and Ethan and and how we kind of solidify ourselves and even, like, the local scene, this will be a pretty fun episode for you as well. So definitely take a listen. Uh, Really interesting dude. Really good storyteller. So, yeah, without further ado, I'll send it over to Ethan. Bye. 
to hear from you i haven't talked to you in quite some time i know it's been a minute i we texted at some point for some weird stuff but now yeah here we are. i think the last time i saw you was warped tour probably how many years <laughs> how many years ago know. many many years ago you played i know that that sounds about right yeah um yeah but how are you dude I'm good, man. I'm, you know, I'm just, uh, just making my way through this, uh, newly extremely unentertaining world that we occupy while also being extremely entertaining. It's, it's a weird, uh, paradigm that we live in right now, you know? Yeah. It feels like it's only entertaining for like all the wrong reasons. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like we're finding entertainment out of things that we shouldn't, it shouldn't be entertaining at all. Right. It's like hereditary. Yes. Yeah, it's like hereditary, and I'd much rather be living in in like a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, me too. You know that might be scary too. Um, but yeah, it sucks. But whatever. I mean, it is what it is. At least there's a uh, uh, hopeful news with like vaccine stuff. I yeah, think. I was just talking yeah. with our singer like right before this. We were doing this, and and we were trying to figure out like what kind of timeline it looks like to get back on the road. Um, but there's still like no way to tell. We're just, are we having, are we having this, are we having this actual conversation? Cause I've never, I don't think I've seen anyone actually say this shit in public. Like people that tour in bands are trying to be like, kind of, um, kind of be kind of like nuanced about this conversation. But I can tell you right now when, when touring is coming back, I can tell you right now. What do you think? As long as you're okay with putting it out there publicly. I don't care. 20, it's 2020, 2022. That's what I think too. Like 2022, I know that's when when agents are like gonna book up that that yeah. part of the year. But as soon as that like gets booked, there's nothing stopping them from booking before then, if if everything's cool. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think that the biggest concern is gonna be the proliferation of a vaccine, which I'm sure that everybody wants to hear about covid talk you know like that's what everybody wants to, that's what they want to hear about um but you're gonna get it you're gonna get it whether you want it or not so um yeah i think that once a vaccine has been proliferated uh on a wide scale i think that it's gonna be okay to go again but i don't think that anybody's gonna want to be the first ones i know you know like know. who's gonna want to be the ones that pull the trigger and be like yeah oh, like you okay. know who it will be it won't be anyone in our communities like it it'll, will be, absolutely it'll be slipknot be, no it will be like country music there are yeah, yeah yeah you're right yeah you're right you're <laughs> like, right I, I read an article that was just like okay well if people can go on the streets i'm booking a tour like, no nope yeah. that's wrong yep that, that is that is wrong we've gotten yeah. reached out. we've been reached out to a couple times and i've just like flat out you know from in like our um i don't know where you actually live anymore which you don't have to I say over the podcast LA. Yeah. That's okay. Fine. So you, so you I live moved, in, but I lived in Salem, Mass, for like years before that. So. Right. So, yeah. Full disclosure to the listener: Joe and I know each other prior to this podcast. This is true. 
<laughs> um, and so, yeah, I still live in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So up here, it's like kind of not a thing. It's like, I mean, yeah, it is a thing, but they're acting like it's not a thing. Right, right. So there are certain agents up here that are like, hey, do you guys want to do like a holiday show? And I'm like, no. Like, what nope. are, their st- are, are they just saying regular like club show? Yeah, yeah. They're like, everybody wears, everybody wears a mask. I'm like, yeah, but everybody touches each other. Like right. everybody touches each other the whole time. Like I'm okay for outdoor acoustic seated, like you know, like you can't move out of your space kind of shows. Like if, yeah, as, as long as it's like set up like a restaurant where it's like you are in your space and no one goes near you. Right, but does does uh, does Ice Nine Kills or Great American Ghosts want to play those shows? You know, no, nope. no, God no. I'd rather die. I'd rather. Yeah. I would rather not. Do I would that. actually love to see a Great American Ghost acoustic show. I mean, listen, I'll I'll belt it out. I ain't I ain't scared. I don't give a shit. You know? Um. All right. Well, yeah, we got all that out of the way. That's good. Um, <laughs> COVID. There you go, guys. Yeah. There we go. But I think you know I want to make sure. Um. Well, Juan, why don't you like introduce yourself a little bit? Talk about your band, and and I, obviously we have a. I want to get through, and there's probably a lot that we're going to touch on that's fun for us, but not interesting to anyone else because uh, we <laughs> right, want to yes. talk about all that stuff, and we'll right. definitely get there. But uh, yeah, give us a little background on on the band and everything for those that are not familiar. Okay, yeah, for all the for all the Ice Nine Kill fans. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my name is Ethan Harrison. I am in a band called Great American Ghost. Uh, we are based out of Manchester, New Hampshire. We officially moved to Manchester, New Hampshire from from Boston. We're no longer Gag Boston anymore. Ah. Yeah. I don't even think I know who's in the band anymore, if I'm being honest. I mean, full disclosure, I don't really know who's in the band anymore. <laughs> okay. um, it is it is uh, Nico, our guitar player, and Davier, mm-hmm. our drummer, and me, and that's it. Okay, got it. Yes. And then so, what do, you, do you have touring people with you when you play, or is it just... Yeah, we bring we have touring musicians when we, when we tour. Got it. Um, yeah, and... Uh, what else? Yeah, we've done we've done a lot of touring. We yeah. Well, let's out... let's stop before we do that. Let's kind of go through it. Um, let's start back at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's, let's go through everything. No, it's gonna be fun because yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about some really stupid things. So let's go. I, I want to go back like real far because I was explaining to my buddy when I confirmed this interview with you like how far back I actually do know you, and I was trying to pinpoint like the year that we met. And I want to uh, say it was like, like 2006 or seven. Yeah, it would have been 2006 because I was a junior in high school and when I you I and I met. Sophomore or maybe even freshman. Yeah. What know. band were you in? Were you in a, you, were you an astronomer at that time? I was an astronomer. Time? Yeah. Okay. I was an astronomer. So here, here it comes. I've never, I've never done any uh, illicit material. I've never done an illicit substance. So my memory is strangely accurate we played for the first time we played together in a um lunch room of a high school that was not the first time okay listen so listen you're thinking of you're thinking that was 2007 you're you're thinking of a yeah no you're thinking of that very specific thing i'm thinking of a different thing it was us you guys valen in a uh lunch room in uh redding massachusetts yeah, that's the one I booked. 
<laughs> Wait, that's this... where my family's from. That's like, is that the yeah. one that like was that the one that was like a total a total shit yeah show? there was like yeah it, there was a lot of people there but there was like a fight there was like many fights no oh, yeah there were many fights oh yeah and I remember the story was Davy was. <laughs> Davey for everyone he was ended up being the singer of Vanna but before yes. that he was uh he was singing for your band yes and I yes, think you yes. were still always in forever at the time we right? I was never in Seeker Destroyer so yes right, I yeah. was, so it was, it was always, always in forever, in forever. and mm-hmm. then Davey got like tackled by someone and I just remember everyone quoting him for like the next month as saying when I get up my fucking friends are gonna kill you yeah <laughs> so, yeah yeah that is that is definitely what he said so, um yeah, it was a weird mishmash. Well, here we'll get there. We'll get to the Reading show. I think yeah. I'm thinking of a different show, but I didn't. I it wasn't in it wasn't in Reading. But here we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so yeah, to start off, we we did we met in 2006. I had been in Always and Forever, which is my first like quote unquote real band. I was in other bands before that. I was in a band. I'm I'm airing it out. We're doing it. I was I'm in a band. This is yeah. what I don't know. Yeah, the first so the first band I was ever in was uh called The Corruption Theory. Okay. And we were <laughs> <laughs> I'm bummed you didn't re- I'm shocked you didn't react more to that. Uh <laughs> it was called The Corruption Theory and uh it was hey god it could it must have been like 2000 and like 2 or 3 and we basically just sounded like exactly like Pennywise. That's dope though. <laughs> yeah, it I was, was in one of those bands too. We were called um was it uh, we were called spit <laughs> what a what a sick name for a band. yeah <laughs> what a sick name it's so funny because like names like that like names like that could be a really cool hardcore band that sells yeah, 50, 50, 50 000 hoodies at like a show or mm-hmm. it could be your like your high school band it's called a, it always reminded it's like snot like snot. snot sounds like a band that was a high school band that was ended up being successful. Right, but it could still also be a band that like you like that you see play like LBD Fest and sell like eighty five hoodies of one right. design. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm right. I'm not speaking ill of any of those people. I'm just saying no, that it's no, like I those know. one yeah. those one word band names are just like they are they can either be your high school band or they can be like the biggest hardcore band. Right. Yeah. Um so yeah, so I was in the corruption theory and we sounded like Pennywise. And that was cool. I sang in that band and that was, I don't know if I qualify that just vocals. I don't know if I qualify that as singing. I was more like talking. I was really mad at George Bush, but I don't really even remember (laughs) why. Sixth grader. Dude. Yeah. I was like in sixth grade. I was so mad at George Bush. (laughs) And now I think he's a nightmare and I think he's an awful piece of shit war criminal. But like then I don't think that I really fully (laughs) comprehended that. You just saw a bunch of anti-George Bush magnets at Spencer's. Well, it was just because my dad hated him. Yeah. That was really- I actually remember stealing anti-George Bush magnets from Spencer's gifts in the mall. Oh, yeah, putting dude. Them on my parents' fridge. Nothing like a good Spencer's gift, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever bought a gift from Spencer's, and was that person that got that gift happy? That's the question uh, I have. I absolutely did buy a gift for someone at Spencer's, oh, and it was a light that looked like a link of a chain link fence. That I, mean, have, like, I mean that's sick. I mean that's sick. in it and stuff, and I gave it to my sister, and she did like it. So I think I think I did it. We're all coming full circle now because Chainlink is cool again, and mm-hmm. Spencer's had it pinned at fucking in two thousand. Yep. Um, 
so yeah, I was in that band. And then we heard, I think we heard like Taking Back Sunday. And we realized that we were fucking up. Like we shouldn't sound yeah, like Pennywise cool. anymore. Right, right, right. right. I always was super punk, but they, uh, they were not as down. Uh-huh. And so we started sounding like uh, Taking Back Sunday, and we changed our name to Campton, which makes no sense. See, we did the same thing at the time. We changed yeah. it to Nothing in Return. Oh yeah, see, <laughs> we all we all we all traveled a similar road. Yeah, um, I still played football at this time, which is I don't know if anyone even gives I didn't a fuck. Know you played football at all? I played football for nine years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was all state in New Hampshire. I was really Holy good at football. Shit. What did you play? I played linebacker and tight end. Wow, I cannot picture you doing that. No, nope. I um, <laughs> I, I guess we'll we'll get to this part, but I, I blew my I blew my knee out playing football, and uh, that was how I kind of, I kind of started being in bands. I also blew it out playing in a band from around our area, which I will, which is that's foreshadowing. We're gonna foreshadow that. Okay. Um, we're gonna shelf that. So yeah, I dude, I I blew my leg out and I started playing in bands and stuff and I uh truthfully I went to a show and this is after Campton and and TCT we were called, no big deal. Nice, dude. They're yeah, nice. Pretty good, yeah, pretty good abbreviation. Um and I went to a show and there were these bands playing that you probably know, which is there was the Human Flight Committee. Yep. And yep. far, far away played. I don't remember that band. And this band called The Critic. No. Nope. And um, they were incredible. And um, this band called Ambry. Yes, I remember them. I have their burn CD that they gave me outside of the Axis on Lansdowne Street. I yeah. Yes, yep. exactly. And then they went on to be Mia's Time. But anyway. Right. Yeah. Dude, this is this this the people who listen to your podcast are gonna be like, what the I fuck? Know. It's gonna I be tough. Think to... this stuff is entertain or cool though, because I don't think you know a lot of the people that I've had on thus far have haven't like had the like local band experience for that long. Dude, I feel like <laughs> I feel like all I had was the local band experience. I know, me too. I mean, we were playing the same shows together for like eight years yes yes we were i always liked playing with astronomer because then i could i at least liked being like all right i can at least watch astronomer like i don't want to <laughs> watch like i don't want to watch 90 percent of the bands that we that we play shows with but i at least like astronomer well thanks <laughs> no problem <laughs> no problem recorded garage uh album i mean hey it got you got you here so it got you into face For paint sure. that's where that's where we all really want to be you and know we're what I mean? gonna get there too i'm sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i was yeah so i was in that band and i saw those bands i wasn't in a band and i, I had played football and i'd come back from my injury and i was playing again and i saw those bands and truthfully i saw the critic and ambry and i just remember that the critic was so like frenetic and like crazy and they were like kind of screamo-y but not i don't mean like hawthorne Heights screamo i mean like they sounded like uh neil perry neil yeah neil perry and okay. like uh joshua fit for battle like that's what they sounded like okay yeah and uh and then ambry and i remember the singer of ambry smoking a cigarette while they played and i just thought that was the coolest fucking thing i had ever seen in my life oh man and like it's weird because i move for sure it's so cool and but he wasn't (laughs) trying to be cool that's what was so fucking cool about it 
he was just <laughs> doing it. And I was like, dude, this this is the hardest shit I've ever seen. And um, it's weird because my music. Sad cafe. No, God, no, it's no. Sad cafe. It sounds it was like a sad the, cafe. Show. It was at the Alexander Carr Cafe, actually. I don't know. I'm gonna know what that is. It this is like, what local shows like. I don't think. See, this is something else that I don't think people realize because I was talking to someone else about this. The north northeast and like east coast local shows aren't aren't at venues. No, ever. no. Well, that's they because never we are. That's because we've had thirty more years of fucking up venues. You know, right. like we've blown yeah. it. We've blown it so many times collectively right. that we have already funneled like cycled through all the venues. And now we're back to just like booking shows at whatever random place. I just remember like, remember when we were, we were playing in bands together and we would get this new venue and we'd all be like, all right, well, like we got four shows here. Right. Yep. Before they realize that this is a terrible (laughs) idea, we got about four shows. I remember being so pumped because the town over from me opened up their church basement for shows and then like the third show someone got thrown through the stained glass window at the show <laughs> I was like, yeah because not only not only did new england have music for a lot longer but and i can i say this i say this with all the affection in the world new england is just like la and new england are just different like they're Dude, just like so, so angry different. they're both so no but different. i mean like they're just different from the rest of the country. Like I remember, I know that's what I mean. Yeah. Going to LA, I was like, Oh yeah, they, we're the same. But then going to like other places, I, I realized that like new England just is just so much more ridiculous at yeah. local shows They They were just so completely well, it's like ridiculous. DIY is like it, people wear that as like a badge in, in, I guess they do in like the Northwest, I feel like too, but like DIY is like super DIY. The other thing I, I was realizing is that there's just like no basements on the West coast. Yeah, that's true. So like, but no, but when I, when I went out to LA, I remember, I kind of mean it more like with the energy and the, like, I wouldn't say danger, but it was like, a, it was a sense of danger where like, yeah. Well, when I mean, you play those, a show fairly violent. Yeah, well, the shows in 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 New England were crazy, and then I went around the country, and I was like, oh, like I think New England shows are just the craziest. And then I went to LA, and I was like, oh no, like yeah, all, I think these are all so crazy. That's probably true with the hardcore scene. Yes, but I can tell you for the scene that I'm in now, it's the LA crowds. Like, it's just very they're they're one of the more tame crowds. Good for them for us and like you can tell they're listening and they enjoy it because they always sell really well because la is like a huge city but it's like right. you know it's definitely more of a, a spectator sport than like a actively participating i think there's an element of having something like la and boston have had an underground music scene for longer oh, than yeah. probably anywhere else in the country except for like new york city and and dc so it's like right. we i mean I just remember like, you know, you play a local show in, in New Hampshire and sometimes it would be like a killer show and sometimes it would be terrible. But then you'd go and play a show in like Wilmington, Delaware, and there would be 800 kids there yeah. because Wilmington, Delaware doesn't have shows. So they're like, oh, right. wow, a show. The entire town shows up. Yep. And I always, liked, I always liked that aspect of touring in like the 2000s because you would always get like a random ass town and you'd be like, oh, where that was, was, was going to be good. Because I've already talked about mine on this, on this podcast, but where did you have like the weirdest like hometown, quote unquote hometown crowd that you had? 
so we played you know in I, you know what i mean by hometown not actually hometown but yes. it felt like yeah um yeah you know honestly great american ghost has a few in a weird in weird places that i would never expect mm-hmm. but i think that the first one that i had was um when we were on tour with when always in forever was on tour with life runner we played in somewhere in Iowa and it wasn't Des Moines. It was like some random place in Iowa or something. Yeah. Some shit. And there was like legitimately 700 people at this show. Oh my God. And it was at a life runner. It was always and forever. Life runner, Lygia and always and forever. Wow. And there was, uh, there were 700 kids in a, and here, harken back to, to Reading, Massachusetts. It was in a fucking uh, school cafeteria. That's amazing. And it was just That's like, weird. I just remember pulling up and there being like so many cars. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Because it couldn't have been for us, right? I was like, what, what other event is occurring at this thing that we're going to have to deal with? And then it just was like, there was just that many people at the show. And it was, a, it was a ridiculous. So weird. Yeah, but People, they were just like, there's random little towns that that's like the thing to do. It's not like there's a music scene. It's like, oh, there's an event tonight. I mean, that show in Reading was similar, though, because realistically, the reason that there was such a problem, we're jumping, but there was such a problem in there was such a problem in that show in Reading because uh, it was populated by like fans and then by like dudes from Reading who just found out there was something to do in Reading. Right. Yeah, and like and didn't understand. Well. <laughs> no, it never goes well. It's like nope. we have this weird, like a you know, we have this weird social contract in like the music scene, like the hard heavy music scene, where like this is super weird, but we all understand it. And right. the second you inject someone new into it, they don't understand it, and it's like I, it's here's an interesting question for you because I I haven't talked about this with anyone yet, but it's something that I've talked about with other people. So I played hockey like my whole life growing up. Okay. Um, similar to you playing football. So right. Did you ever have like? I always had trouble mixing those crowds. Like, really, <laughs> a really really hard time. Like I always tried, and I and I was successful at like certain people. But like it, it was, ne- it never went like as smooth as I wanted it to. No, of course not. Well, I'm just, I'm a very, so I didn't, I didn't. In short, I didn't have that problem because, and we're gonna, we're gonna pull it, we're gonna reel it back in here. I yeah. didn't have that problem because I am such a like black and white person. I'm so like, I'm one thing or the other. In the way that after I saw that show. Um, that Ambry and the critic played, I walked into my high school football locker room the next day and quit playing football. Oh, wow. So you had just made a decision. Yep. I was just like, that's, this is it. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And I had a friend who was in the school band and he was getting into it at the same time as me. And he, was showing me stuff and uh, you know, we were finding things on punkrockvids.com and you know, doing that whole thing. And so it just all like, it was very like, it was, I got caught up in the whirlwind pretty quickly and just wanted to like, go do this thing. It was all I wanted. So I just, I just left, I quit football. So I, I always knew those guys, but they, after that, we never had a real like, interpersonal relationship you know so it was just kind of like 
it was kind of like, oh, well, Harrison is like weird now. And it was like, all right, well, fuck yeah, it. that I, happened fuck to me too. I actually, when I started hanging out with you guys, <laughs> that's, that's like when that happened Good, right around that time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back to it. So you, you had your, your two like starter bands or whatever, right? Yes. And then you saw Ambry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, Love you it. know, I think that the, like the real turning point, cause I, I knew that I liked what they were doing, but I didn't want to be in the critic or in Ambry. Like I knew there was something else that I kind of was still looking for. And I, I found that in, uh, in misery signals. Got it. What album was that? What Uh, were they? Did they, it was right before it was right when they changed their name from seven angels, seven plagues. Okay. Okay. And they were about, they had just released the demo that had, uh, the year summer ended in June. Mm-hmm. And I went and saw them at the bomb shelter in Manchester. I may have been at that show. Was it remembering never? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you who else played, but I, I vaguely remember going to see misery signals like very early on. You would have had to have been uh, so in, in young. Manchester. I think I was like 13 or 14. <laughs> yeah, that would, that was yeah. it. That was the age. Yep. I think um, I went with Joey. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. It's actually funny because Aaron was there. Uh, Aaron, our friend Aaron from around here, mm-hmm. was there. And then there were a couple other people that were there that I know. That's because it's New Hampshire. I know. <laughs> but like the in, the, in, in hindsight, I didn't know those people. But now it's like we kind of like trace it back to that night right. where we were all at that same exact show. It was cool, though, like you saying that, like, I saw you guys in that group, our group, like circle every weekend. Every dude, like, every, every weekend. single weekend. Cause yeah. either like either we were both on the same show or just one of us was playing a show and we would all be there. Like everyone would just go. Right. And that was, that was so, when you look back at it, that was such like a special community because yeah, it really was, um, because it replaced all of my, like high school relationships that I would have been having. I just like, didn't have them because once I started, I mean, I saw, I saw misery signals and we started always and forever. And then we like accidentally sounded like Alexis on fire mostly, which we didn't mean to, but it's because we weren't good enough to play misery signals. (laughs) But, um, we had like whatever aspect and we had screaming and I played bass because I wasn't good enough at guitar to play guitar in the band, but I knew I had to be in the band. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, why and then these players exist. That's, that's what, yeah, are. that's what that's what we're here for, baby. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then and then, dude, it just kind of like kicked right in. I mean, I remember playing shows and not really knowing where we belonged and not knowing where we fit in because we were heavier and had this weird, like screamo. Yeah, I guess you were one of the first. Well, like not one of the first, but I guess one of the. The, in, in that circle, like through the promotion companies that we were all booking in, you guys were definitely always the heavier band on a lot of bills. Yeah. I remember going to see you before I actually formally met you. Like we had met in passing and yes. stuff. And, and I went with a bunch of people to a show at the Manchester Elks or something. Oh, God. <laughs> and that you could tell everyone was actually there for you guys because that's, but no one else was heavy. Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah. yeah I, I, it's funny because my musical life is punctuated by moments of brevity when I have like 
dealings with these people who shaped my musical career, but they don't know that until six months down the road when I like confess to them, you know? Right, right. But <laughs> you're the only person that's been full. Your whole music career has been inspired by a local band that you saw. Yes. And now and then, you know, and we'll get there, I guess we're going to we're doing the epic. But it's like, yeah. And then like I would join one of their bands like I yeah, was in right, I was right. in a band with Chris from Ambry, the kid who smoked a cigarette during his set. Like I was in a band with him and I was just yeah, like yeah. and then, you know, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves but whatever. I'll, I'll punctuate some things. It's like we. Always and Forever just wanted to be between the barrier and me. And like now I play in a rock and roll band with Mark Costello, who is the drummer of Between the Barrier and Me. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, nobody knows That's it yet. That's full circle. There you go. Full circle. Right. But it's weird. It's like, and then I was in Mia's time with the guys from Ambry. Like, it just I'm lucky enough to like have these weird moments where I'm kind of like, I used yeah. to I used to love you, you know. Isn't I like, that crazy. It is so it's weird. So crazy. And like standing on stage at Warp Tour while Pennywise plays, right. and just being like, All being like, that. how the fuck, how the fuck did I end up here? You know Dude, what I mean? I, like, I just had one of those moments because I mean I don't know if you know this, but I my like favorite band when I was younger, like six, fifth, sixth, seventh grade was Less Than Jake. I did no not know question. that. I love that band, still do. Fair. And they played horns on one of our songs, so we always go out and like hang with them and see them and then <laughs> when i was into less than jake i was i also got into real big fish because of it and i had like this like 10 month period where i was really into ska music and then those dudes ended up playing with us live so it was like another like thing i was like damn i'm somehow this this horror themed metal band has gotten me closer <laughs> to the ska music i was into in sixth grade yeah and it's still it's so funny because it's it's such a nice part of this life which we're not living right now because the world sucks but right. um it's such a nice part of this life that you still get those moments because you know there are still people that inspire you when you're in a band like of your size or my size and you know like i really like i just like sam from architects like i just think he's really really super fucking talented yeah and uh, i just i like architects a lot i don't like view them the same way that i view you know, the guys from Misery Signals or whatever, which I've also had weird interactions with them. But like, you know, it just, you live this life and for some reason or another, I'm in like Europe and I end up in a hallway and it's just me and Sam and from Architects. Right. And I'm like, he's yeah, like, you know what's kind of like, hey man, like, it. what's your name? And I'm like, oh, God damn it. This fucking <laughs> guy is such a nice dude. And like, he is going to be such a nice guy. And I just like love his music. And I can't tell him that right now, but maybe I right. will in like six months on a podcast. I always feel like that's super uncomfortable. And it's <laughs> weird because it's like, you're, when you, especially when you're in it, like we're living this career, you, it is through a different lens, right? When you see a guy that you respect or that's in another band or even has just, you were a fan of when you were younger there's it's a different lens now because you know like the ins and outs of everything so yes. there is kind of this like i end up appreciating like the people that i've been a fan of for a long time that i like maybe now know personally i appreciate it like exponentially more now yeah you know? especially if they were a band that never got like the huge like stardom or whatever they're just you know still living you know month to month or whatever and this is their band like there's there's a different level of like respect there for seeing like someone that just truly loves what they're doing and like and is good at it, you know. Yeah, it's also it's also like never it never ceases to amaze me how humbling it is to have someone that you respect like 
in the utmost highest regard be like a genuinely nice human being, which I actually don't typically value quote unquote niceness in a person. I don't really (laughs) care about that, but like kindness, you know, the act of like being kind to someone that can do nothing for you is something that like is very special in human beings. And to have somebody be just like kind to you when you have looked up to them for a long time, you know, like Jesse from misery signals is, is such a nice man. He is like an extremely kind human being. And he just wants to be like, he just wants to be friends. Like he just like, he's genuinely just like a cool guy. And I'm like, fuck dude, like you changed my life. Right. And now (laughs) you're like, you're DMing me on Instagram to like laugh at some stupid fucking joke I made. And I'm just like, what a weird, what a weird life I live. It's crazy. It is. It's great. It's insane. But well, yeah, let's jump back into it. Let's go back. back. You're going to have to keep Um, doing this. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's going to be good. Um, So we're in always in forever. It's like a Tarantino movie right now. Um, I know. I know. Yeah. I would say at this point, like always in forever, you guys were like the band in at least New Hampshire for a bit, like at least a couple years. Wow. Thank you. Dude, Don't you so, think so, so though? Like you, it was like, cause I remember the lineups, like I can picture flyers and it was always, it's always the same bands. It was like always and forever. Only blood will tell Yeah, uh, yes. us, uh, hive smasher. I don't know. Like there was always like the same. And then they're like Conforza and shit. Like yeah. I just remember, yeah. like I almost remember logos and band names more than like the people and the music. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a few, a few inner, inner working things. I'll, you know, I know that you know these things, but the the people who listen will hear it. I mean, I felt like Always and Forever was very like out of place until we met Only Blue Will Tell, and then we got into which a band name that means nothing to anybody, but the merch guy for Every Time I Die was in the band. <laughs> so, right there, you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so. Yeah, we met them and then we met you guys and then we met, you know, like all these other bands. And for a while, there was a band around here called the Human Flight Committee that yeah. I still love and still listen to. Dude, to me day. too. I yeah. love that band. I actually I just posted them. Band. I just posted them in my Instagram story just now because I was just really? listening to them. Yeah, I just, I just love that band. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah. And they're so really uh, they had this, they just like had it on lock in New Hampshire. And I just remember we were all kind of just like around. And then like they kind of, I don't know really what happened to them. They kind of like broke up or fell they off. They stopped or... playing a lot. Yeah, they like, got they, into. They, they were other still a things. band, but they yeah they. And I remember like th- some of those guys ended up joining to speak of wolves, didn't didn't? Yeah, they, they started. They went and started to speak of wolves. They started it. That's right. Human Flight Committee just kind of like stopped, and once Human Flight Committee stopped, all of a sudden, Always and Forever were playing. We we're headlining the shows, right. and it just kind of like yeah. happened. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like but you, you can never see the forest from the trees. Right. So it always felt like we had way more to go. And as soon as human flight committee was like, not on our radar anymore, like we were going after Vanna, like that was the band that we wanted to be bigger than, which we didn't succeed in, which is fine. But like, <laughs> but like, you know, that was, that was kind of where it led. And here's the inner stuff that people who are listening to you have never known, but like our last night was always around there then. Cause they are from New Hampshire but they were never, I don't, they were big, bigger, but we, I don't ever, so, con- it was hard to consider them ever a local band. Cause they played like, what, didn't they only play like around for like six months or a year before they got signed? Well, no dude, we, so, so when we first recorded the first always and forever recording, 
was with Matt Wentworth from from our last night. Okay. So like our first friends, other than Only Blood, were our last night, and we kind of like grew up with them, and we would play Drifters with them. I have this flyer from them playing my high school cafeteria for a for like a can drive or some shit. Yeah. In like two thousand five, and yeah, and so they were like our our brother band and but they were always kind of like doing their own thing and never really fell into the group that we were in and they had fans but they were different fans from ours because they were so pop right and yeah a great band at the time and um yeah it was noise and forever and an, a, a a story about my my knee surgery my weird knee surgery i i busted up my knee when i was playing football but then I had to get another surgery on my knee because I blew my ACL out because I was playing bass for our last night. Really? Yeah, and I jumped off the drum I, set. I kind of remember something. this happening, like very, very vaguely. Was it yeah. in Tewksbury? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Tewksbury. Yeah, I, I was definitely there, dude. I just like walked off the drum riser and my my leg just like blew out, and I just laid I on the ground. Percent vividly remember this happening <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, I can, I, rem- I I can picture it happening. Yep. I laid That's on the ground. Crazy. I laid on the ground and played a whole our last night set on the ground. Yep. And then <laughs> it's just so it's just so and now like they they're doing whatever the hell they're doing. And yeah. um which again which like truthfully I have no problem with them covering songs. I don't know an ass, but I don't oh, care. I, don't I have no problem with them covering songs, dude. Like whatever. Like whatever no, makes dude, them they revive happy. they like totally revive their career and like are crushing now. I think it's yeah. great. Whatever, dude. Yeah, do whatever works for you. Just because people are pissed off because A, they didn't think of it, or B, they like have some weird inflated sense of creativity. Like, whatever. Who the hell are you to tell people what they can I, I and can can't do musically? Myself, like ten years ago, I might have been like, Oh, that's stupid. Like they didn't write their own stuff. But now it's like, dude, I just want to fucking play music forever. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, right. Like, that is the goal. Cares? I don't care. It's like I can I'll be in a wedding band. Yeah, I'm Whatever. I'm just happy. I'm hey, listen, I you know, I have a lot of history with them and that family and I have I wish them nothing but but the best, you know, their children and things. I think it's incredible to see Trevor as like an adult human being. It's really it freaks me the fuck out. But um yeah, you know, and and I I'm happy for whatever makes them happy. I don't really know them anymore, so they can do whatever they want. But um yeah, so they were always around and then Always and Forever was a thing for a while. And uh, and then Mike Fody joined the band. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about Fody. <laughs> yeah, Mike Fody joined the band and uh, they wrote a bunch of new stuff and I hated it, so I quit. Oh, um, I, I didn't know that you had just quit. Yeah, they wrote a bunch of stuff which became Secret Destroyer and I hated mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is bad. Which I don't think it's bad now, but I just couldn't be a part of writing it. Apparently, I just couldn't. I couldn't be there for that. Yeah. And uh, so I quit, and uh, I was kind of like bandless for a while. Um, I, I, I vaguely remember you like doing some project with, like a pop rock project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I I was I did a lot of things. I was in Mia's time for a minute. I was in that right. band Mia's time. Did you manage them? No, I it's... just I just sang for them. Right. Okay. Right. 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 Um, right. Because some kid bailed on them or some shit. Uh, I sang for them, and then uh, yeah, I was in a pop rock band with this kid named Derek Norman, who unfortunately passed away. 
Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, we were in a pop rock band and we were doing the thing because it was right around when Mayday Parade was like really hitting. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to do the thing where you don't release any music, you just get signed to a major and then release music. <laughs> music. Yeah, there was a lot of that happening, right? There it, it was going really well, actually. Uh, it was going very well. And then they uh, I actually heard demos of that project. I think. I think it's. I thought it was good. From what I remember, yeah, it was. Remember it, it. it was good. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I of course think it was good because I was doing it. <laughs> um, but they kicked me out because I was an asshole. <laughs> Which is true. Didn't know about that either. Oh, yeah. They kicked me out because I was an asshole. Um, How so? I just would say things that, like, they didn't want to hear. Like, I would be like, oh, you know, like, if we're going to be in a pop band, like, I can't even I can't even think of an example. I just would be like, if we're going to be in a pop band, like, you need to be better on stage. Like you just like okay. the way okay. you act so you on were stage treating it like a business sucks. and they weren't, they weren't at that point. Or yeah. Something. Or, I'd be or like, like, they I just would... weren't looking at it from that direction. Well, they just didn't want to hear that stuff, you know? Right. And okay. it was just like, I would just be like, well, yeah, I was being very business oriented. Cause to me it was like, if we're trying to get signed by a major, like I don't care right. it's a, it's what a we're business. right. So, um, we had some talks actually with, a, with, um, I don't know if it was Atlantic or somebody, but we talked to somebody. Yeah. which was weird. But uh, I think at that time they were taking any calls from anybody, you know, those are always weird. I, I had my few run-ins with major labels and it was always interesting. Yes. <laughs> different experience. Yes. Very different experience. Did you do any showcases or anything? Um, we had a showcase in New York, um, but they, we had it booked and then they kicked me out. So I didn't go to that. Uh, showcase. Was it a venue showcase or was it an office showcase? It was a closed showcase. Yeah, we did it. We did an office. We went into their offices and where I don't remember what label it was. And I'm probably stupid for not knowing this, but the office was like P Diddy's old office that they had converted into like a tiny little concert venue on oh. like the 40th floor of this building. So like we went up and like it was pitch black and we couldn't see who was in the room, but it was a bunch of like 50 something year old dudes in suits. <laughs> it's really weird. And then they didn't say anything. We finished playing and they just silently got up and walked out of the room. <laughs> now so that's, we didn't get the deal. that's a business. <laughs> so we didn't get it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, is that, was that with Phoenicia fair? No, no, that was with this pop band that I was hired to play piano for. Oh God. Yeah. That's a, that's total nightmare shit. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, I was in a pop band. I, I, I banged around for a little bit and then, uh, I just kind of stopped playing music for a little while and um, I decided that it wasn't for me. Actually, no, were you, you, were you out? Like you just didn't want to do it. Yeah. So what happened was um, I got kicked out of that, that band. It was called directions, which if anybody wants to search it on YouTube, it's on there. Um, I got kicked out of that. And right when I got kicked out of that, Davey had joined Vanna. Right. And he was like, we need a merch guy. Come be a merch guy. And I was like, all right. And I started touring with Vanna like immediately. Yeah, that must have been pretty fun. It was not that fun. <laughs> really? I, I have always felt like those first tour, like just being on the road, like at a different level was always like, it's just different. It, feels it was different. sick. It was it was different. It was sick. It was great. It was something that you that. Yeah, exactly. Like when you come from that local scene, you don't really know how that shit works. And right. Vanna, Vanna was on a totally different level. Yeah. And, um, Especially for us, dude, like when 
being from New England, like Vanna was fucking massive. Dude, in, they in, were massive. In New England. And it's I, crazy how big they were. I don't know if there's a band that was like as big in one place and not as big in another place. Right, right in any other it's places. It's insane. It's insane. I yeah, you know, honestly, it was wild. It was so weird. So we used to do these things called Tough Lifes when I was when we were touring with Vanna. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and it would be like a webisode, which I can't believe I just mixed the word web with episode, but <laughs> here we are. Um so yeah, it was like this web thing. And I remember I remember we played at the Palladium and it was downstairs and it was sold out. Yeah, that was like the Christmas show, right? Right. And I was working yeah. for them and it was thirty seven hundred people. And um, I remember walking out on stage to set up their mics because I was, again, I was tour managing them at the time because I was, I was only their merch guy for a very short amount of time. And then I became their tour manager. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I walked out on stage and people were screaming my name because they knew it from Tough Life. That's crazy. That's how big Vanna was. Like they were so big that their crew like these kids were screaming my fucking name. And I just remember being like, I remember being like, don't look up, like, don't God, God, don't look up because 3,700 people is so many effing people. You guys have played the Palladium sold out, right? Yeah. We just sold it out in uh, October last year. Isn't it terrifying? It's, it, it is uh, not only is it a huge fucking room, it also feels way bigger because the stage is massive. Yeah, it makes your butthole. Really it makes your butthole too. feel weird. It makes your butthole <laughs> feel weird. Straight up. Yeah, good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. that's a big fucking room. It's a big room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, when when the world comes back to normal, I expect to play that holiday show. Oh, dude, that would be a blast. We yeah, wanted well. to do this last one. We wanted to do like uh. uh a bunch of bands that we knew from the area like that was the goal but they we couldn't figure out how to do like we didn't have enough time or something we wouldn't have gotten there early enough like we needed a day off in front of it or something but if it works out like that would be amazing yeah that's the last time i played with you guys was at the palladium you know when where was it what show and believe it or not the venetia fair played with great american ghost oh baby yeah yeah there's palladium i vaguely remember that show yep I vaguely remember it being about as weird as Venetia Fair and Great American Ghost playing together. Dude, it was so weird. It, <laughs> it was also like a loss for words. Oh, Lions, man. Lions. Paris played. I think Lynn. Yeah, Lynn played. Yep. Uh, and then, God, I don't even know. A bunch of local metalcore bands or something. Yeah. I mean, Venetia Fair never fit anywhere, though. So no. I mean, Great American Ghost deals with that, too. We never fit. Whenever we tour with like... You know, we'll tour with like Fit for an Autopsy and all the metalheads right. will be like, yeah, you guys are like a sick hardcore band. I, I dig it. And they'll be like, okay. And then we'll tour with like uh, an actual hardcore band and everybody will be like, yeah, you guys are like a cool metal band. I'm like, all right, right. whatever. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, whatever, yep. dude. We're, we're the only place we fit is Europe because Europe is like, they're like, you were better first time we saw you and now you dude, are not this good, but it's Did that happen good. to you? It's happened. So, okay. So, because <laughs> that happened to me in Germany. Did it really? Yeah, dude, Germans are <laughs> Germans are the best. They're so, so awesome. They're I so was, awesome. We were on tour, so that didn't happen to me with Great American Ghost because we've only been there once. So there's no, they can't like review my second performance, which I'm sure they will. <clears throat> but uh, I was there with um, Vanna, and we were there with Christ. We were there with Straight from the Path, actually, and yeah, uh, 
Van Rules. And uh, it was their first time in Europe too. And it was our first time in Europe. And uh, well, no, it was Vanna's second time. And uh, <laughs> this kid came up to Dave and was like, was like, you guys were uh, better last time. Also, you put on uh, weight. And he was like, but <laughs> he's like, but I will take the lard, the black shirt in an L because they don't say the oh size. Oh my god! They just so say it just L. sounds like he's like tearing you up, dude. And then he, he they just do. Wants they support fucking, the band. This is hell has the best stories. This is hell's stories are wild. That band, this is hell. They get the best Germany stories. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're like they're really big over there, aren't they? Yeah, they're like sundowning was classic. Rest of discography, I take or leave. Like just. <laughs> full-blown just shitting on those dudes so good amazing and then they buy a t-shirt oh. they always buy a t-shirt yeah yep amazing one I kid was it. like i i will say that great American ghost had one where the kid goes it's like he goes when you uh are heavy you're good but when you do the singing you don't um i don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> wow there was, there was, I had a few, one said exactly what you said, which was last time you were better pretty much. Right, right, yes. This, this one dude that went out of his way, it was during a VIP. So you already know he's a big fan. Right? Oh baby. And yeah. He said something like, uh, this song, uh, this not so good. Not so good. <laughs> and I was like, you just wanted to tell me you didn't like one of the songs. <laughs> yes. He went out of his way to buy a VIP ticket so that he could tell Ice Nine Kills that he thought that one of their songs was trash. Yeah. He never said which songs he liked. He just said the one that he didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That sounds right. That sounds about right. But um, yeah. yeah, so I toured with Vanna for a while and that was cool. And, but it was, you know, it's, it's makes you feel empty. Cause you're like, you're you like, play. yeah, you're watching these people play and you're like, wow, this is fun, I guess. But like, I would much rather be in Europe watching kids know the words to my words, not helping Davey hold the mic cord you know, while he's standing on the crowd, you know, it's like, this isn't really where I want to be. Right. Um, so I quit, uh, doing that. And I went and joined a band, a local band called long shot. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember that band. Yep. And I hadn't done vocals. They had like all lowercase logo. Yeah. 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 Like cursive. cursive. Right? Yeah. Cursive. Yep. Um, so I, I had never done vocals before. I'd done vocals in the corruption theory. That was the last time I'd done vocals in a band. Right. And um, I was like, I've never screamed on record before in my whole life. And this band was like, we need a singer. And I just like went to the tryout and didn't, I had never screamed before in my life. And you I like, yeah, I just wrote this like, Verse. Did they ask you to do it or did you just want no, to do it? No, I hit them up. I was like, I was like, hey, I'll come try out. And they were like, okay, I have no idea if they knew who I was. I have no fucking clue. I have no idea. So I was like, yeah, I'll come do it. And I wrote this like super American nightmare ripoff verse Got it. to one of their songs. And I did it and they asked me to be in the band and I was like, cool. And I left and I was like, wow, I really made that up. Like I really just fucking full blown made that up. And uh, I was in that band for six months and I realized that some of the members weren't good enough to get where I wanted to get. So I mm. took the ones that I liked and I uh, started Great American Ghost. Oh, I had no idea that it came from Longshot. Yeah, yep, it did. I took, uh, I mean, I didn't take all the ones that I like because I like I like a lot of those dudes, but I just like, it just wasn't what I wanted to be doing. And so I um, grabbed one of the guitar players and we bailed and 
mixed a bunch of bands that had broken up recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started Great American Ghost. Me and me and Grant from uh, that band Ambush from Florida. Right. And then the original lineup had a bunch of, like, Brian was in a band with you. Matt was in Only But Will Tell, right? Yeah. So, so the, just all the people that we've been talking about this this whole time. Yeah, right. And I honestly, with Great American Ghost, what, what happened kind of was like, so we kept losing members because that's what happens in bands. Right. And um, <clears throat> I just would like go get the dude in X band that I liked the most and just have him join the band because their band was broken up. So like it wasn't, right. it didn't really, like it wasn't a thing. So I just would like, yeah, Matt was my, Matt was the guy I always wanted to be in a band with in Old Hotel. So I went and got Matt to play guitar in, in Great American Ghosts. And then like, no, I, was, I always wanted to be in a band with Matt too. Dude, he's so sick. I, I see him. I just like the way he looks when he plays. I know that was the best part though. I will say that he is, he does not like touring and we found out by touring oh really yeah yeah respect <laughs> to him he just dude he like he just went we went on tour and he was like nope not for me like it's not for everybody no and sure. uh yeah and then dude now i'm in i've been in great american ghost for eight years which is wild so depressing <laughs> so depressing but to be fair um funny thing when i did warp tour with vanna in 2011 Ice Nine Kills was on it. Oh, wow. Yep. That's right. That might have been the first year. Actually, you know what? 2011, Venetia Fair was on it. Yeah, I kind of remember that. We did three weeks, I think. I don't know if we did the, this. I don't know East if we. Yeah. I, I don't I actually remember now. You guys jumped on like two days after we did because we were. I remember trying to coordinate with Davey. Yes. But, yep. Yep. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching – it's so funny because I remember watching Iceland Kills and being like, you guys had a fan base. I mean it wasn't your band at the time, but there no, was like a – there was a fan – feel like my band, so. <laughs> well, apparently it is. It's in your, it's in your Instagram <laughs> bio. It's in your Instagram it's bio, true. and that's all that matters. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I remember being like, oh, this band is cool, but I don't know if anybody cares. Dude, that's the thing with – and I've said this a few times now, but like I – said the same thing and and i i remember saying it back then being like this band it's not that the band is bad like that's not the issue it's that i remember saying like i think they've just been around for too long and people are just they've already written them off you know like it's because it's not like they were a small band either it just wasn't really moving for a while well you you know, know i think that um i think that you know nobody cares until they do I just think it's a great story with like just persistence. Like if you hear, I don't know if you've ever met Spencer, but our singer, he st- he st- this was his first band, which is like insane. He, it's a it's he's been in this band for twenty years. Like he's been that, in the band for just, twenty years. Yeah, it just does not happen anymore. Holy you know? fucking Christ! Isn't that insane? That is insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's funny though because it feels like it felt like. And full disclosure, I remember being like, you weren't in the band yet, but somebody was like, yeah, Ice Nine Kills, they mentioned you guys. And I was like, are you kidding? That fucking band? Like, that band's been around for fucking ever. And I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, I didn't know they were still a band. And they were like, yeah. And then, like, two months later, Ice Nine Kills was huge. And I was like, I was like, whoa. I was like, wait, what the hell happened? And then, like, 
we did warp tour with you guys which again i'm not even sure if you were in the band at this time no i wasn't i wasn't we did warp tour great american ghost did warp tour with ice nine kills and i just would watch them every day and be like holy hell like this band is huge yeah it blew up real quick but i actually yeah. felt like you guys kind of came out of nowhere too didn't you like when you started great american ghost you started like getting tours pretty quickly didn't you yeah well we um we followed the time honor tradition of saying we're not going to tour a bunch of times and then that makes people just put you on tours even though you don't want them oh got it you know the secret you let it out you gotta be like i did you gotta have a girlfriend that you know is definitely gonna break up with you if you tour and -hmm. then you make a (laughs) you make a record anyway and then Carl from Ferret hits you up, your like childhood hero, and he's like, "Hey, I like your band. I want to put out your record and send you on tour." And then you're like, uh, "Okay, I'm gonna do it." And then you do it, and it it like changes your entire life, arguably yep. for the negative or for the positive. I I'm I'm fine with it, but yes, it uh, that was what we did when we started. Great American Ghost, we were like, "Oh, we're never gonna do anything," and then that fuck that lasted so it was, fucking it was just a year. Intentionally supposed to be just a a passion project kind of thing yeah because i was i had like a career and i had a living girlfriend and i was like very much committed to the whole staying at home thing and i told myself i wasn't going to tour anymore and then you know when you have this like bug when you have the touring bug because you know like we said earlier like either you hate it or you love it there's no there's no gray area no one's like meh about touring Mm -hmm. so because it's such an extreme act it's so weird to like yeah be like, I'm going to remove myself from all comfort and like go get treated like shit for like 30 days. Yeah. And it's like, you have to like, really, uh, I feel like you have to embrace the camaraderie of the misery for you to like, yes. Boring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny though. Also, because you know what, man, doing a good tour changes everything about touring. Oh dude. I, I, you know, jumping from the Venetia fair playing to 50 people a night. Yes. In, in making no money to then riding on a bus and playing to 2000 people is like <laughs> it's I'm way still different in like that shock period yeah I'm no like, we, oh i don't have to like go eat white rice for lunch for 90 cents at this chinese place i can right. like actually have meals yeah dude europe europe is like europe was oh, that moment dude, i know yep for great That's american ghosts that was the moment catering in europe next god, level god i miss next europe level. i miss europe so much oh I know it's the best. We do have one show booked in Europe right now. Oh, good! I'm sure that it won't get pushed to 2022. It's, it's the Slam Dunk Fest. Yeah, it's outdoor. It could happen. Nope. It's, def- I, it's I, definitely. I'm trying to not. be optimistic. It's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> it's certainly not going to happen. But I'm so excited for you and the prospect of you doing that. <laughs> Dude, we've had so many things cancel. I just Dude, need one. We had a full. We had a full. We had a world tour booked. We had a world. Whoa. No bullshit. We had this with the same three main bands. Um, it was going to be Europe, and then uh, we weren't doing Australia, but we were doing Europe, America, and we were working on Japan. And then it just was like gone. How long was it supposed to be? Oh God, it was like eighty days or something. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. It was really, That's really long. It. Yeah, we had our, our we were opening for Five Finger Death Punch. Oh man, I sincerely dislike that band, but I respect touring so, with them. I honestly don't know much about them at all. All I know is we played with them once in at a festival, and it was nuts. 
it was insane. Like I've just never seen a rock band like have Yeah, they're huge and and listen, shit. they're they're more than welcome to have their opinions about things, but if I could pick Do a they, band Are they one of those bands cuz I know I literally know nothing. Yeah, they're they're I, like I barely a, know they're like in, they're an anti-mask like band. They like ah, don't believe Listen, if fun. the way I can put it is if I could pick one band that has exact opposing beliefs to Great American Ghost, it would be Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> It's not. Uh, was it Trapped the band that was going nuts? Trapped is the band that was going nuts. Yeah, but Trapped isn't relevant. I mean, who gives a fuck about Trapped? Like they still <laughs> they still talk about they talk about um Pandora numbers. Who the fuck uses Pandora? Yeah, no. They're like, yeah, the, check. They're yeah, like, that. check out our Pandora numbers. Like, we got better Pandora numbers than you. It's like, dude, <laughs> how do you even check Pandora numbers? I don't I even don't know, know how to do that. Yeah, they're probably getting the majority <clears throat> of royalties paid out from Pandora. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Pandora is a random uh, application of music. Maybe so. they just use it in like in like stores. Right. Yeah. They just yeah. They just happen to be the band that gets played in every like Muay Thai gym across the country. So they're right, just like, right, we right. got great Pandora rec- <laughs> like numbers, you know. That's it. Um, all right, let's talk about Great American Ghost since we're here now, and we really haven't talked about it too much. Yeah, we made it. Um, yeah, we made it. So I t- correct me if I'm wrong. Was your first tour with? Was it with Ion Dissonance? <laughs> um, no, that was one of them, though. That was one of the first ones. I remember that like popping up, being like, "That's interesting." Yeah, honestly, our first tour was with Vanna. Um, okay. okay. Our first tour was with Vanna, and uh, we were. It was supposed to be a Canadian tour, and we didn't get in. Oh, because really? Because Brian had a Brian had a like a <laughs> like in a felony on his on his record. Um, so we got turned away at the border and then we went and met back up with them and did like the rest of like the North American dates or whatever. But there was that one. And then we kind of flirted with a few and then, um, you know, I, I, our first real one was, um, with unearth and ringworm and fit for an autopsy. Unearth and sorry, who was it? Unearth ringworm and who fit for an autopsy. Oh, okay. And um, touring with Fit for an Autopsy, it was really cool, man. It was a cool show. It was a cool tour, and we played early, so there was like not many people there, but there were people there everywhere that we went. And uh, if we were better at that time, I'm sure we would have, you know, drawn more, had more fans. But um, we, honestly, the best thing that happened to us was meeting Fit for an Autopsy and becoming as close to Fit as we are. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they're like our our best friends, you know, like, do you work with Will too? So Will Putney is our manager. Oh, okay. And he records our records. Right. And he's in fit. Yes. That connection. Right. And, um, he, he basically like we met fit for an autopsy and we toured with them and Pat from fit for an autopsy was like our biggest supporter, really. Like he just like, always backed us and like told people that we were worth a shit. And even when, when our music wasn't really quite worth a shit, he just kind of saw something in like us. And, uh, I can't really, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but (laughs) I can't ever really like repay him for it really. And, uh, so, you know, he got us to a lot of ears that we needed to get to. And, um, yeah, we were, we we kind of got closer with fit and then we set up recording with randy labeouf who is like the you know one of the biggest names now in in recording because he just does like incredible records yeah and uh we recorded with him 
at the machine shop and uh you know will was kind of there but we weren't really talking to will because he was doing oh god i don't know what he was doing dieter's murder maybe at that point and okay. um those guys were around and we got to get to know them and stuff so we started kind of forming this like little group of friends and bands and stuff that are friendly with each other and um we got dropped by our manager like the first huh. week that we were there like he like set the whole thing up and then dropped us and Whoa. i was like i was like oh okay fuck me then so <laughs> we recorded the whole record not really knowing what we were going to do next and um the last day i hadn't spoken to will at all like i i hadn't really spoken to him at all and i had met him a couple times i think the only time i spoke to him when we were at the studio was he told me to tell my guys to not get in ice in, in ice cubes or ice tea's way like when ice tea was there <laughs> like don't oh, pun- <laughs> basically like don't punish I had ice no idea what you were talking don't about. punish ice tea was basically what he said like don't drink my ice no teas. no 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 literally d- the man ice tea don't punish him when he's here because body count was like recording a song or some shit got it that was like really the only interaction i had with will and then um, he came up to me the last day of recording and he was like, he's like, Hey, I, I want to manage your band. And we were like, I was like, I was like, what? I was like, you've said like five fucking words to me since I got here. And some of them were about iced tea. So I'm like, <laughs> not really sure what the hell this is about. And he was like, no, he's like, I want to, I want to manage your band. And then we kind of left and I was like, Oh, that was weird. And then he called me and straight up was like, he was like, you like, I want to manage your band and, and the name of your new record sucks. Well, there you go. Got you straight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was like, "All right." I was like, "All right, what are we gonna call it then?" And uh, it went from there. And now, yeah, we. What then, was it called? <laughs> it was called. It was called No Savior. It was called. And no it was Savior. this the first one? Yeah, and it was the second one. And uh, everyone leaves was the first one, and then the second right. one was gonna be called No Savior. And yeah. uh, he was like, I think his exact words were like that not believing in God shit is like over, like let it go or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right. And he's that like, was very popular when we were coming up. Right. It sure. was. And, and, you know, it's funny. Cause like, I think that the last gasp of it was really like will recording virus murder. Cause they were like super, I yeah. mean, that whole record, Holy war was like about like religion and That's all that shit. Venetia fair was always about it everything which is crazy because you it, yeah. sounded, it was circus music and it was about, right. <laughs> about there being no god yep <laughs> um which i respect but um yeah and then he just Josh like, is listening he's just like rolling right now no he's, it's good he, josh is my little christian partner <laughs> no it's okay hey josh oh josh god. it's okay it's okay listen listen the the listen the existence of an infinite universe completely dispels the idea of a god existing oh, god. but that's okay josh you can believe uh, what you want to believe i know what i signed up for <laughs> solid state records will always exist dude it will be dude fine. it will somebody's kicking around there fit for a king is a christian band still i think yeah. i don't know there you go favorite band josh <laughs> we know Thanks. we just did it they they just did direct for us on our on our headliner which i know yeah i just <laughs> and i just met um i met tuck for the first time and he is actually oh, is He's actually he's as nice as he, dude. yeah, he's as nice as I, as he acts like he's as, yep. uh, as he's, he's as nice in person as he is on the internet. There we go. Yep. hundred percent. Mm. Great dude. Yeah. And he just does like backflips and shit. It's 
nuts. See, I, it's funny because when I first met him or when I first saw them play, it was with Fit for an Autopsy because they were opening a, a tour that Fit for an Autopsy was on. And um, yeah, they got huge so fast. Yeah, um, really quick. And yeah, he was he was like flipping his bass around a lot. And I was like, who the fuck is this kid? Like, who the fuck is this dude right now? Like, I can <laughs> see his nipples and like he's flipping his I bass. I had the same reaction. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? I think that that's the, that's the New England in us, I think. It that totally we just, like, is. I instantly judge. We just instantly like, judge right, everything. fucking rock star. Yeah, just exactly. simmer down. <laughs> exactly. But he's actually <laughs> just a sweetheart. And yep. um, yeah, so it was uh, yeah. So uh, Josh will be happy to know that the the no god thing is is whack apparently. So yeah, yeah. it's over. It's over. So Will got us it's to change over. the name of our band or our our record, and then he recorded our new record, which is called Power Through Terror, and uh, that was an experience. That just came out this year, right? Yeah, right before the pandemic. So you know, perfect timing. Damn. Um, literally, literally in February. <laughs> in february oh yeah bummer yeah i got did you have how how much i mean you said the world tour was canceled that's yes oh we've we have not toured on we have not toured on the record yet at all i mean what's the plan are you gonna just just wait or are you gonna release other stuff i can't talk about the plan baby come on Um, (laughs) see if i could sneak it in yeah no there is a plan there is definitely a plan the plan involves uh power through terror a little bit so we'll see yeah. you know we'll see what what happens but uh yeah dude it's been it's been a weird year but we released power yeah, in february sure. and then i i literally had covid on the power through terror tour wait you did yes like confirmed yes antibody tests and all but at the time wow at the time they didn't know right right that did it anyone was COVID. else yeah the whole tour had it for real like yeah, oh yeah confirmed yeah, who else so was on that tour? That's wild. It was Body Snatcher, Us, and Born Anew. And oh, um, wow. it's funny because I actually thought about it, you know, in hindsight, because we went, we were on the tour and everyone was really sick, but the drummer of Born Anew was like very sick, like very, very sick. And he actually went was to it the like hospital. Everyone else, just like a cough and shit. No, dude, it was terrible. It was <laughs> truly terrible. I remember you were sitting playing the shows. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Holy shit! I That's remember nuts. sitting in the van in Iowa and thinking that I was gonna die. Wow. I remember being like, I don't think I'm gonna live. Like I was like sweating and I was cold, but I was sweating and I knew we had to play a show, but I couldn't like breathe and I was like, dude, what the hell am I gonna do? Yeah. But the drummer of Born Anew was so sick that he went to the hospital. And when he went to the hospital, they just gave him a flu test. And they were like, oh, you don't have the flu. You should be fine. And they just sent him packing. That's so crazy. And in hindsight, he almost certainly had COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, it sucked. Patient zero. Great American. I know. (laughs) Traveling across the country. Just literally moving from state to state. Yep. Yep. yep, (laughs) Absolutely. Just kissing all, kissing all the babies and just doing all the things, you know, what was touring? Like, did your tour play through or okay? So our tour ended March 1st in Tennessee. And then the country locked down on March 10th. Yeah. we we ours was we canceled the rest of we were in europe yeah you were in europe with and who were you in europe with papa roach with papa roach and hollywood undead <laughs> jesus christ 
this is my life now, dude. Yeah, I know, okay? I know, I know. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, we were, we had like maybe eight shows left or something, but it was, what was weird about it is like, this was before it had really, like really hit the US or at least to everyone's knowledge, right? It was like right. a European thing. And we were like, we had just played Italy and then all of a sudden Italy was like no one in or out of the country. Then Whoa. we went to Germany and they were like no one in or out after that. Like all the places that got hit really bad, we were there about a week before. Wow. So we, it could have been go. us. Yeah, was just, <laughs> yeah. It was it was you guys. It was Ice Nine Kills bringing it in their fake yep. blood or whatever. Yep. Just and then spraying COVID nineteen yep. around. Yeah. And then we came back through those areas and then that was it. That's the, that we, we flew back the day that um, we bought our plane tickets about an hour before that, like quote unquote travel ban. Yeah. Before Dum Dum put a travel ban. Yeah. A, a travel ban that confused the hell out of everyone. Which yeah. My flight unbearable. And didn't work at all. But um, nope. yeah, yeah, that it's, it's crazy, man. Cause it's, I'm glad that you guys got most of a tour in because I mean, I had, we had our friends in Alpha Wolf coming over from Australia for their first American tour. Oh. They they played three shows and had to go home. Dude. Yeah. They did the Fit for a King headliner. Oh, wow. Oh, Josh, Wait, you, you must have I seen was them at then. the last show on that tour. Were you there? No. Where was it? It was in New York, wasn't it? No, uh, Chicago. Chicago. So – they had to play Chicago, and then they were going New York, and then Connecticut. I was going to be at the Connecticut show, okay, with yeah. them, and then they canceled. And by the time those two days were up, Crystal Lake and Alpha Wolf were both gone. That's yeah. crazy. Crystal Lake is the best live band I've seen in twenty years. Am I wrong, dude? I've heard that they're amazing. I haven't seen them yet. We did all of Europe with them, um, and they are. They're unbelievable. And not only are they unbelievable, but they um, film their set every single night and then they go on the bus and watch it. Really? Every single night with their whole crew. So like the lighting guy, the sound guy, and the band all go on the bus and God, watch I their set. Myself. Yeah, dude, it sucks. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I would not be able to do that. And they nope. watch their set and then they all critique what they could do better. And then they go on about their day. Like, That's so when wild. you're on, when you're on tour with them, they disappear for the hour after the show. And then they all kind of like reappear and we all hang out. Probably Cause they're all taking off their horror movie makeup and costumes though. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone does? <laughs> I, was say, I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say, I, yeah, I'd feel like, I feel like you might be projecting. In that situation. <laughs> Wait, what what horror what guy are you? What do so you So I've been uh typically I'm the crow. Wow. Uh which makes me look like a, a juggalo neo. <laughs> and then say, talk about the yep. most 2007 wushy hair version of me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then I was uh Edward Scissorhands for one tour. That must have been really hard to play guitar. Well, you know, we I, they wanted to put scissors on my hands. I was like, dude, I I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. Like, it's no. just not going to work. No, that's so not how that works. Up putting them on the mic stand, but. Wow. Yeah. Pretty weird stuff, dude. What the fuck? That, what made that kid, what made the singer Spencer be like, I know what I'll do to put my band dude, over the edge? I, I got to tell you, dude, it's like the most endearing thing about anyone I know is that this is a dude that has his whole life 
just lived and breathed like slasher movies. Like he fucking loves it so much. Like he knows everything there is to know about every movie. It's insane. So he just combined his like two passions into one thing and like forced it down everyone's throat. And now people like it. I mean, that's sick. I mean, if you, yeah, if, if you he just made show, it happen. If you can make a show into something more interactive than it already is, people will pay for it. That's what Grar yeah. has been doing for literally 30 right. years. And no yep, offense to Grar, no offense to, to the Guar super fans that listen to Ice Nine Kills and listen to this podcast, but Guar is terrible. And right, they're not are, like, and you they're guys about not, the spectacle. And you guys are not terrible. So that's a, an well, added I appreciate bonus. that. Yeah, well, we take our songwriting pretty seriously, but it is very tongue-in-cheek, like the whole thing, you know? Yeah, but listen, I mean, everybody doesn't need to be, you know, curing cancer. That's the thing about – that's one thing about, like, our political nature, the political nature of Great American Ghost, because I am inherently an extremely political and opinionated person. I literally just told Josh that there's no God and why. Right. And, (laughs) And, like, so I can't help myself but be that way. But it doesn't mean that everyone has to be so fucking serious. And like, I'm, I'm very serious. Like I, I believe what I say and I talk about what I believe in, but like, if someone wants to talk about slasher movies, then like, that's sick. I'm fucking super happy for them. Yep. It's just fun. Yeah. And And also he looks at it as an escape from a lot of that shit too. It's like you go to the movies to get out of your own fucking thing. You go to a show to get out of your life. Like this is just another step of that. Yeah. And I'm in a, I'm in a rock and roll band that sings about all the women that have hurt me in my life. So, I mean, how serious can I really be? You know. (laughs) All right, dude. Well, look, that gives us a pretty complete picture of like your musical history. And I know I told you before we always end, uh, every episode with one or two uh, funny tour stories that you might have. Now, did you have anything that uh, you had oh, prepared? Or? Yeah, no, I totally forgot about this part, but I'll tell you about the funny tour stories that I have. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I, um, <clears throat> I like this. I like this. This is my favorite one. So when we were on tour with um, – I wrestled a bear once when I toured with Vanna. Mm-hmm. Um. I, we were on tour with a band called I Said to Kill. Yep. And the tour was so weird. And it's my roommate's brother's band. That's very strange. So it was I Wrestled the Bear once, I Said to Kill, direct support, uh, Chelsea Grin, The Chariot, and Vanna. Oh my God. That was the tour. What a crazy tour. So crazy. And there was like hundreds and hundreds of kids every night. So, um, we did this tour and I said to kill was on it or whatever. And I said to kill has this like extremely passionate fan base. Like this very certain people who like think that this was when the sisters were still in the band. So they just were like mm-hmm. obsessed with like, I don't remember what their names are, but Alexis and then some of the other girl, mm-hmm. um, very nice people, whatever. So they had this like really passionate fan base. And, uh, <laughs> when we were in Arizona, this guy, brought them a painting of them in the desert like and uh this was when cisco was in the band his name was actually cisco uh cisco was in the band and cisco was like a coyote 
there's like a coyote with Cisco's <laughs> head, and then like the sisters were standing there, and then like Caleb. Oh my god! Caleb was like a cactus. Beautiful. Caleb was like a cactus or some shit. And um, wow, I hope this exists somewhere on the internet that I can find. I I hope you can. So I just thought that it was the most ridiculous fucking thing I'd ever seen. And uh, I'm looking. I'm doing like a hard search right now because <laughs> I need to post it somehow. Please do it. So. They had this painting in their fucking trailer, right? And so I like, I just hated the fucking thing. Like I just, it just would, it just irritated me that it even existed. So uh-huh. we did the whole rest of the tour, and in the last, the last day was uh, Louisiana. So we did like tour pranks to everyone because I don't know, because we're ridiculous and we have no couth. So we we did a bunch of different stuff to different people and like we gave all the kids in the crowd a sign that was like the tour joke for the chariot. And they all held up the sign when the chariot went on stage or like we stole oh, all of, good. we stole all of Chelsea Grin's tour clothes, like their show clothes. And so they had to play, well, they decided to play in their underwear. Totally fine. <laughs> but then we did one to I wrestled bear once where we put like Tolkien powder in their uh, confetti cannons Oh God! Which sucked, and I and I totally regret it because it was oh a fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah. All their eyes were like bright red and all fucked up. So oh we did God. all this stuff, and then we just didn't do anything to Ice Nine Kills, and they were like kind of bummed out. They were like, "What the hell?" I, like, I set to kill. I set to kill. Excuse <laughs> me. I didn't. I wouldn't do anything to Ice Nine Kills. So, um, <laughs> I set to kill was like, "What the hell?" Like you guys didn't do anything awesome. And we we're like, "Yeah, sorry," but in actuality, what I did do was I stole that fucking painting out of their trailer. <laughs> and then for the next year of touring with Vanna, I would bring it in the trailer. And then when we'd go to like random like points on a map, like whatever random like thing, like Niagara Falls or like yeah. the Bean or whatever in Chicago – I would bring it with us and I would hide behind it and take a picture of it at That's the, at so the place. Good. And then I would get a kid from the show to send it to all of them through a text. That is incredible. And I did it for a year. I did it for a year. Oh, that yeah. is so good. I love yeah. it. The yep. dedication. Those are my favorite jokes. Yeah, that involve like it, it, it's a burden, right? It was, yeah, right. By the, the end of it, it wasn't funny. It was like, all right, take right. a picture of but me. You can't of, stop. No, nope. I was like, take a picture of me at the Empire State Building with this fucking with this fucking painting, and dude, dude we so good. We I later that tour we did with uh another super weird tour. The tour we did in Europe was I said to kill Vanna and stray from the path. Oh, that okay. And so when we did the tour, they would talk about the fucking painting, and like they were like, "Do you know what happened to that painting?" They'd be like, "We get pictures of it from random numbers all the time," and I'm like, "Yeah, no idea." And unless they listen to this (laughs) podcast, they still don't know. That's incredible. I won't say anything because I see one of those dudes fairly often. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll remember it, but that is that is that is definitely what happened. So good. I mean, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he remembers it because I literally haunted him for a year with it, so I'm sure he remembers it. (laughs) I have jokes like that that have been going for so long that I just – I've so I've been tweeting at Tom Hanks for 11 years now. 
<laughs> so uh, every every tweet that I've ever done for the last eleven years has been at him, but I don't use Twitter anymore because it's not fun. Because I have to keep doing it. Right. Yeah. You've you've burdened yourself with the with the joke. Yeah. Like if I went back on Twitter, there's things that I would go on Twitter and I almost like want to tweet, but I can't. I just can't tweet them. Right. Because people, you know, it's too far in now. You're like the you're like the Andy Kaufman of sh of shitty shitty Twitter jokes. Right. Yeah. And no one knows either. Like right. No people just see me randomly tweet at Tom Hanks. Like it's a joke for myself, and that's it. Which is really what comedy should be, you know. I agree. <laughs> that Ice Nine Kills thing was for no one but me. I didn't only only I me and Davey thought it was funny. That was really good. <laughs> Eyes set to kill. <laughs> Eyes set to kill. Ice Nine Kills. I know they're too a similar. horror themed metal band a that you are in. Theatricor band. Theat. Fuck you, Joe. I'm not saying <laughs> never once will I say that combination. I knew you would like that. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no. You made that up. That's not what you are. You, you guys made that up, and that doesn't. Count. Oh, I don't. I I don't think people refer to us as that. We're at a, least I hope not. Yeah, we're a blackened metalcore band. Playmate <laughs> goes to blackened metalcore band. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, oh, too good. All right, dude. Well, look, I've kept you for quite a bit here, so uh, I'm going to let you go. But thank you so much for coming on. Um, before we wrap up, do you have any socials or where can people find your band and yourself if you want to shout them out? Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to have gone down memory lane with you. I knew that this was going to yeah. be very funny and ridiculous. For sure. Um, if anybody wants to know the story of the Reading uh the reading oh, the right. reading high school uh brawl then we can you know somebody can dm me and i can talk to him about it <laughs> um but yeah more than anything uh just follow great american ghost on uh instagram it's literally just great american ghost i don't care about our twitter and uh our website is powerthroughdare.com so go check out powerthroughdare.com i don't care about my personal socials and yeah dude just like support bands in this weird time because it's really difficult to be a band and i will tell you that every single band that you like anybody who's listening to this is having a very hard time whether they want to admit it or not mm -hmm. and yeah. so support bands for sure yep anyway and hey i want to say this for to you your your fan club is so fucking cool i think that that's super cool the uh the app yeah that's fucking insane pretty nuts right i didn't know what was happening until it was out but <laughs> god i wish um, i was in that band fuck i wish yeah, i, I wish the things great. would happen without me doing them that would be dope yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's really cool like i'm blown away with how many people are in it and not only in it but like the the feed in that app is more active than like my instagram feed it's Dude. crazy hey man that there's a way to connect to people and you guys are yeah. you guys are figuring it out so i, I give yeah. you guys a lot well, of credit thank you. And hey, Thank you've you come much. you've come a long credit, way. But... You've come a long way, my friend, from being in a uh, a doomer doom metal stony band. And a, yeah, people don't know band. that side of this. Yep. <laughs> right. I have I, I've yet to figure it out. I think I'm just genre hopping pretty hard. Listen, right I signed all I signed kills fans that are listening right now. Joe used to be in a band that had more gear than you've ever that you've than you've seen on the stage when I signed <laughs> kills plays. Yeah. Well, we have none. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, the beauty of Kemper's respect. All right, yep. well. <laughs> All right, man. You. Well, thank you so much again. No, man, thank you for having and, me. Um, I'll be home soon, so we'll we'll catch up. Yeah, let's go wear masks and 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 you know just look at each other. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, All right, dude. I will talk to you soon. All right, later, man. Bye, Josh. Bye. <laughs>
Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.